Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to title today's program, 2024 New Madrid Earthquake. And God has not told me it's going to come in 2024. And of course, you understand that. But today, I'm going to just do a lot of talking from my heart. And I'm going to try to put a lot of things together. Because, you know, we prophecy students have been looking for the end times for many years. Okay. And apparently, it appears that they are upon us. And we have lots and lots and lots of good reasons to say that. So, first of all, let me refresh your memory. Here is some, not all, some of the things that are probably going to happen by the end of 2024. Some of them, maybe even this year. Okay, so we know that BRICS is going to come online with this gold-backed currency in 2024. That's a given. We also know that China is going to begin buying Saudi oil uh, as a result of that. We also know that the dollar will begin to fall. And then there's going to be riots. Uh, the free government money is going to be cut off. Israel will give the Palestinians a state. And then when they do, God is going to split America. So it appears that a lot of things are going to start happening in 2024. And while we pray against it, we don't want to see them come. At the same time, you know, God did tell me that when those prophecies I gave your wife, we'll, hear, we'll talk about them in just a minute. When they come, start coming to pass, people from all directions are going to begin to turn and listen to your ministry. I would say that it's probably time for those to start turning and listening now. I've been telling this stuff, well, Demetrius' message since 1987. Um, and there's a lot of people through these 30-some-odd, well, 40-some-odd years, somewhere in that ballpark, that I believe that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to the heart, recall their memory, and they're going to look up Prophecy Club. Maybe they hadn't followed us in years, but they're going to look it up. And they're going to say, hey, this, is, this stuff's starting to happen. What else is going to happen? Okay, so let's go to some news, some new news. The U.S. prepares to use military force against Hezbollah if it joins the war against Israel. He says, we're witnessing an old-fashioned standoff in the Middle East right now. The IDF was supposed to have sent thousands of troops storming into Gaza by now, but threats from Hezbollah and Iran have caused Israeli officials to pause. Do the Israelis really want to fight an extremely bloody two-front war? Iran has brought up the possibility of a preemptive action, but that would inevitably spark a military response from the United States. Do the Iranians really want to fight the U.S. military? I believe, yes, they do. And I believe that they think that they can win along with the help of their buddies. There are some that are hoping this standoff will ultimately allow cooler heads to prevail. But I see it as the calm before the storm. I'm going to tie this together in just a second. After everything that has happened, there is no way that Israel can allow Hamas to survive. Well, that they might put it off for a little while. And that's what I'm going to say here in just a second. And on Tuesday, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu certainly did not sound like a man that is ready to back down. Israeli Prime Minister said, The new Nazis, that's what he calls the Hamas, new Nazis, and called on the world to unite and eradicate the terrorist organization the same way it defeated the Nazis. During his remarks, he also stated that the atrocities 
that Hamas just committed were the worst crimes committed against the Jews since the Holocaust. Hamas-led forces crossed the Israeli border on October 7th, slaughtering 1,400 Israeli men, women, children, and elderly in what has become the deadliest terror attack in Israel's history. The savagery we witnessed perpetrated by the Hamas murderers coming out of Gaza were the worst crimes committed against the Jews since the Holocaust. If the Israeli government were to decide not to invade Gaza, Netanyahu would almost inevitably be forced to resign in disgrace. The Israeli people want Hamas to be destroyed, and that means going into Gaza. But if that happens, it will likely mean a two-front war. In fact, Iran's foreign minister has even suggested that there could be preemptive action even before the IDF sends troops pouring into Gaza. Now, let me make a couple of points in Bible prophecy. And for you folks that are new, I've been studying prophecy 40 years, memorized the book Revelation, written four books on it, had 130 guest speakers, making 330 DVDs. I mean, my world for 30 years, full-time job, has been Bible prophecy. That's what I are. Zechariah 12.2 says, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about it. In other words, he's going to draw the world's nations, the sinners, down for their destruction. That's God's plan. As in Revelation says, and they shall give their power unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. So God has laid on their heart, these evil Molochs, that they should form a world government, a world under the Antichrist. And the whole purpose is to bring all of the Antichrist and all of his buddies, all of the people he can get to take the mark, all down for their destruction, and he brings them down. I'll show the scripture in just a second. Ezekiel 38, 4 says he'll put a hook in their jaws and bring them down to attack Israel. And I'm going to show you, well, here it is. The scripture says even though the whole world comes against Israel, they will not be victorious. And that's a very important point. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about. When they shall be in the siege, both against Judah and against Jerusalem, and in that day I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone. For all people, all that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. What that's saying is, even though Lucifer, all of his fallen angels, all of his Nephilim giants, all of the Russians, the Chinese, the everybody, 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 all of the technology, even though everything the devil has, he's going to throw at Israel. They still won't ever lose their land. They will never lose another battle. So remember that. They'll never lose another battle. In that day, will I make the governors of Judah like a hearth of fire among the wood. <laughs> In other words, they're going to destroy them. But we also know that what really destroys them is the wrath of God. And that's not the seven-year tribulation. It's not the last three and a half years. It's not the last 100 days. It is in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, when he blows his morning star with the breath of his nostrils, and he brandishes his sword. Hearth of fire among the wood, and like a torch of fire in the sheaf. And they shall devour all people round about, on the right hand and on the left, And Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, even in Jerusalem. Now, that has to do with after Jesus returns. Verse 8. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Israel, or Jerusalem, 
And he that is feeble among them in that day shall be as David. And the house of David shall be as God. And as the angel of the Lord shall be before him. In other words, God strengthens all of the people that are fighting against the new world order coming down. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. That's God's plan. That's how he separates them from all of the other people out there. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. In other words, they see Jesus return. And they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. In that day shall there be a fountain opened to the house of David. What fountain? That would be, I saw a pure river of water, a clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. In other words, that's, this is associated with the day of the Feast of Tabernacles. That's when the New Jerusalem, that's when John says, I, John, saw the Holy Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle is God, and all the rest of that sort of stuff. Found open to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. Now, here is the hook. Ezekiel 38, 4. Well, actually 38 and 39, both chapters. are talking about a time when the Russians and all their buddies come down to attack Israel and Jesus returns. This is what draws them down. And I will turn thee back and I will put hooks into thy jaws and I will bring thee forth. Now, what is the hook? Well, I'm not going to tell you exactly. But uh, October the 28th of 2001, my wife Leslie was shown another dream in which God spoke to her audibly that night and showed her where the river of oil flows under, and by the way, it flows. It's not dormant. It flows. Flows underneath the nation of Israel. And it is in the shape of a fish hook. So what we believe is going to happen is when massive, and I mean massive amounts of oil, is found in Israel, I believe that it will, and Hayseed Stevens used to believe, and I, I agree with him, having read the 33 scriptures now that says in the last days massive amounts of oil will be found in Israel. So when massive amounts are found, I believe that it's going to start drying the wells of the nation surrounding Israel. Hayseed said he did a DNA analysis of the oil of all of the nations surrounding Israel. They all have the same DNA. He says oil has a DNA. And he says that means it all comes from the same source. And he believed, and I agree, that it comes out of the southwest end of the Dead Sea. That's what he was told. He said, the Lord spoke to my heart, this is what he said, that the world's largest oil field is located at the southwest end of the Dead Sea. Of course, now there's been all kinds of people punch all kinds of wells, all holes all down there looking for that oil, and they have not found it because it's not time. But I believe the time is very, very close. So the oil is the hook in the jaws. So the Russians, Syria, Iraq, Iran, Kuwait, uh, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, those nations all start losing all of their oil. All of their oil wells start going dry, and all of a sudden Israel has massive amounts of oil. What are they going to do? That's the hook in the jaw. They're going to come down to attack little Israel, and that's God's plan so he can destroy them. Sad day for them. Let's go on. Here's the scripture that says Israel will never 
be uprooted from the land again. Or another way to say it is they will never lose another war. Nor, they will never lose. And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land which I have given them. So when Israel is back in their land, which happened in 1948, no matter what happens, no one will ever, ever defeat Israel. Now, I want to show you something here. I spoke about this when I was uh, recently in, in Honduras. I'm like, I don't know, eight or ten, ten different churches, five different TV stations, three different radio stations. And I was explaining this. And I said, okay, so April 15, 2002, Leslie had this dream. Very important. And it had six prophecies to it. The first, and by the way, when one prophecy comes to pass, that means the other five are going to come to pass too. This is a confirmed dream. You can write this in your Bible. You can write. You can carve this into stone. This is going to happen. She was told that Arafat would go into the hospital and died there. Well, at the time, he was not allowed outside of his compound. So to put that out to all of her supporters is very risky. Yet, two years later, 11.04, 3.30 a.m., he died in the hospital just like she was told. Now, the rest of them are set. They're going to happen. Next one is Israel will give the Palestinians a state. So all of this hubbub going on in Israel right now, the conclusion of it is going to be that Israel will give the Palestinians a state. Now, why do they do that? I think right now Israel wants to go over and kill every terrorist, every Hamas, every Hezbollah, but they realize they don't have the strength. And I also think that they realize that America doesn't have the strength, and with Biden in charge, they don't have the will to go over and fight for Israel. So Israel realizes that they are left alone in their protection. And they're not. Of course, God is behind them. So the next point is Palestinian state would be a temporary measure to allow the Israelis time to strengthen their military. In other words, the conclusion of this thing going on in Israel right now today, and we've been looking for this for 21 years, my brothers and sisters. That's 2002 we heard about this. I've been telling people about this for 21 years. Here it is now. I think that Israel is going to realize we aren't strong enough to come against all of Islam. Because if we want to kick Hamas out, Hezbollah out, if we want to kick our neighbors out, if we want to destroy them, we're going to have to get a lot stronger. We can't count on the Americans. We have got to get a lot stronger. And then oil will be discovered in Israel. My best guess is I think it'll probably happen sometime in 2024. That's a guess. God has not told me. Okay, I'm just guessing. The oil will make the Jews willing to fight for the land. That tells me that it's going to be a lot of oil. And I also think that it's going to be on some of the land that they just gave to the Palestinians. All of a sudden they realize, oops, uh, a lot of the land we just gave to the Palestinians has a lot of oil on it. That's our land. And then... Israel and America will go against most of the rest of the Arab world. I don't think that's Armageddon. I think that it is an interim war. If you go into Daniel chapter 7 and 11, you see there's a lot of wars. I mean, there's, even right now, there are several wars going on. Well, there's going to be a lot more is going to come. So what I think 
that the sixth is going to, the sixth prophecy, that Israel and America will go against most of the rest of the Arab world. We already know Israel will emerge the great victor. Nobody can defeat Israel. But we also already know that America is going to fall with an internal revolution started by the communists. My guess is that sometime in there having part to do with it, the Russians attack America. I do not think that it has to do with Ezekiel 38 and 39, but I could be wrong. But that's not, I don't see it right now. So the summary for this part is, try to remember this, Israel give the Palestinians a state. That's to Israel realize that they have to strengthen the military. Oil is discovered. It makes the Jews willing to fight for the land. Then Israel and America fight the Arab world. Now, remember, keep that in mind. Now let's go to the next one. This was given to her in 2006. Ah, that's still a long time ago. Omer ushers in Palestinian state, I think, ties together with this one right here. Israel will give the Palestinians a state, and the name of the headline is going to read, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. When we split Israel, I got 12 people that have been told that when we split Israel, America is going to be split. When and just like uh, Chris Reed in his latest dream said he heard, as so goes Israel, so goes America. So as we split Israel, God will split us. As we have allowed Israel to be invaded from the south, we have been invaded from the south. Whatever happens, whatever America allows to happen to Israel is going to happen to America. America, Israel will be invaded. America is going to be invaded, except... Israel is going to be the great champion. Get back all of our land from the Nile to the Euphrates. Okay, let's go on. So, Omar ushers in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America. America cries out for everybody. Hey, we need some help. We need some help. But our good friend Israel refuses to help. Why? Because we just stabbed Israel in the back by splitting and giving a Palestinian state. As a result, the Arabs say, hey, America got hit with this big earthquake. America's on her knees. America's down. America's in turmoil. And Israel refused to help America. So there's a, a wall between Israel and America. Good time to attack Israel. So they go down and attack Israel. Then we see protests all over because chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Why would they protest help to Israel? Because they say, well, Israel didn't help us when we're down. Now that Israel's been attacked, why should we send blood to, to protect Israel? Well, sending troops to protect Israel is the right thing to do. The problem is we didn't do it with the right heart. Not all of us are united. Now, if, if America was truly still a Christian nation, we would all be in favor of protecting Israel. But America has fallen from loving Jesus. Then it will start with an internal revolution. Now, let me say something. We know that Dmitry Dudeman was given the warning that America's going to fall, watch for an internal revolution. That came in 1984. We know that it rained 40 days and 40 nights. We know that 40 is a number of judgment. So it makes reasonable sense to guess, and I'm guessing, that the internal revolution or other things that would start that fall would happen in 2024. So if you see these numbers out here to the side, these are all guesses, but all of these could very well take place in 2004. 
that would mean that it would be possible for the internal revolution to start there. But, but hang on, hang on, hang on. Now, I already talked about this. This is the counting the armor. So I'll refresh your memory. Let me skip. I, I, next, I want to go on down to Chris Reed because Chris gives an idea. Now, we know the order that he was given these newspapers. We don't know for certain that this is the order that they'll be fulfilled in. You would assume so. You would assume so. But maybe not. However, I want to show you some things that look very similar. Okay, U.S. dollar drops 30%. That ties together with what uh, Terry, uh, or, or, or not Terry, Terry, Terry Bennett, but uh, Warren, Shane Warren was shown, is that the dollar drops 30%. And the reason it drops 30% is because the Middle East starts selling oil and other currency other than the dollar. Then that causes inflation, which is what Shane Warren was told. And then the riots and then the entitlement checks, all of that. I mean, I don't know. Guys, please do not quote me saying Stan says it's going to happen in 2024. I do not know. But I'm a good watchman. And like you're a good watchman, I'm doing my best to try to give you some kind of an idea on when it appears this is going to happen. Now, it could take longer. Could be 25, I don't know, 24, 25, very possible. But anyway, so we see riots, people with entitled, where's my, okay, so there's a cutoff of funds. I don't know if the cutoff funds is because America is going through a financial difficulty. I don't know if it's because they, <laughs> they can't seem to get the budget approved again. We don't know, but we do know that the, they're going to be a cutoff of funds. Then the Israeli-Palestinian two-state solution is reached. And a major earthquake hits the middle of the United States. All of this sounds like it could very possibly be 2024. Major earthquake hits the middle of the United States. It's the same thing Shane Warren was told. Then there's American pieces. The nations begin to secede because they say, we're tired of this. And then military takes charge because there's so many people fed up with all of the bad things going on in America. So the internal revolution. So when a lot of people think, oh, the good guys took over and there's rejoicing in the streets, like Jason uh, Meeks was shown, a lot of people say, hey, I was rejoicing in the streets. That's real good. But they don't understand. Actually, the internal revolution is the major signpost when God says that America is about to be destroyed. So this is one of the last things. Then associated with that is a new dollar bill like a cell phone. George Washington's face was on it. The headline was a new currency for a renewed nation. Simplicity restored as Americans begin to grow their own food. You remember that John Paul Jackson was shown that they will be searching for original seeds instead of the hybrids. All of that says food shortage. Now, apparently, this is all in order. So here's my guess. My guess is it makes sense to me that these things here take place in 2024. That would put U.S. military internal revolution taking place in some place in 2025. But Dimitri was told in 1984, 40 years later, we put 2024. So it could be this is 24 or 25. I hope it's more like 28 or 29, but I don't know. And God has not seen fit to tell me <laughs> differently. Okay, now... Let's tie a couple of things together. As I covered the other day, 
these headlines, which I'm going to skip. But what I do want to get to, I want to read this again. I think this is extremely important. We'll start here. Chris Reed, October 8, 2023. The dream opened with me looking at a map of the United States, and I saw around 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border. So that answers the question. 6 million. Notice the number 6. I was shown that among these crossings, not all were bad, but thousands of them were actually trained terrorists from Middle East and China. The scene changed. I was given a cell phone. I was able to read what the terrorists were writing. There is a coordinated plan to bring the terrorists to hijack American government through destruction or blackmail. That's what you call it. I read the words, so goes Israel, so goes America. So as America treats Israel, God is going to treat America. You see, we are supposed to be the shining light on the hill, shining the gospel to the world, and taking care of our little brother Israel. But America has turned from Jesus. Not too many Christians in America anymore. Let me go on. Israel is then attacked through the southern border. Same thing happens through the U.S. southern border. So as we allow happens to Israel, it happens to us. I saw jihad resurge as a result of the vacuum in Afghanistan from the U.S. pullout. I didn't realize it, but apparently we should not have pulled out of Afghanistan. It's certainly not the way we did, leaving $85 billion worth of the best military equipment in the world. You know, that Biden's a trading. Uh, <laughs> Biden is a trader. And whoever pulled us out of Afghanistan, the way they pulled us out is a trader. Uh, let's move on. I read on the cell phone the terrorists were coming from the Stan nations, such as Afghanistan, Pakistan, Uzbekistan. They're working in coordination with the other terrorists, and they have a communication device that apparently the normal cell network can't track or listen to. That's just a guess. I was given a cell phone, then I could see that there are 12 dormant terrorist cells. They're linking together like-minded, and they're forming teams to accomplish a blackmail. The blackmail is this. These 12 sleeper cells were in Michigan, Minnesota, Arizona, Texas, Carolinas, Northeast, New England area, New York, Boston, Philadelphia. There they are on the map. But here's the point. The plan is to use destruction inside America to control the actions of the U.S. government. Do you remember Dimitri was told the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists? Now, here's the point. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia attacks. Here it is. The plan is to use the destruction inside America to control the actions of the U.S. government and to dictate our foreign policy and our response to the events of the world. So they're going to say, if you do this, then you're okay. If you don't do this, then we're going to start blowing things up. They're going to be blowing up things like dams and electrical stations and poisoning the water. All of these are prophecies we've got, okay? So this is, I mean, a lot of the pieces of the puzzle God is now putting into place for us. These are the demands. There were four of them. If we, if we do what the devil wants, then we get killed. If we don't do what the devil wants, then we get killed. So my vote is don't do what the devil wants. Take your hits best you can. In other words, I will not be blackmailed, and I don't think our nation should be either. Anyway, the demands were one. Don't use the U.S. military to attack or fight against Islamic terrorists. 
Two, continue to send funds to Iran and other terrorist states to support them in the name of foreign aid. Three, they had explicit pictures of U.S. politicians and every branch of government threatened to release them if the U.S. crossed the red line, probably having sex with children or animals or some of the worst depravity on the earth. Four, explosions were the last step. Now, my guess is this is talking about the suitcase nukes. In other words, if you don't do what we want to do, we're going to kill you. If you do what we want you to do, we're still going to kill you. <laughs> okay, so then why not, why not resist? Explosions were the last step before they could attack the infrastructure with technological disruptions. Blackouts are the technological disruptions with the means of controlling the U.S. government and a response and our ability to defend and go on the offset. They could also coordinate this technology with the communication. They could coordinate with mass shootings, mass knife attacks, and they would take hostages in the United States for ransom money. I saw detonations all across the U.S. with smoke clouds over the map, rebel destruction, and disaster. I want to believe that suitcase nukes. And here's why I suspect it is, is because earlier in what Chris was shown, uh, down, okay, here's where the military takes charge, right here. Then we see the earthquake up here. So in, in this list, I don't see anything that says suitcase nukes. So, I mean, we're, we don't have all the pieces of the puzzle, but I think we have enough of the pieces of the puzzle to say some bad times coming. First thing you better do is ask Jesus to forgive your sins. Then you better start getting ready. And here's some things you should do to get ready. I thought this was real interesting. These two cows, the calves, were born one the day before and one on September 25th of 2014, which just happens to be a Shemitah. A Shemitah means seven, like two means, uh, or a couple means two, or a dozen means 12. In Hebrew, Shemitah means seven. And so I believe the prophecy is saying that it started seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. Seven years of plenty because the black and white cow has a perfect seven on his forehead. The red cow has a, a scribbled seven on his forehead. What are the chances both those cows are born within 24 hours and released to the public on the same day? I think it's of God saying seven years of plenty started in 2014, and seven years of famine started in 2021 and concludes to 2028. That's still in the ballpark. A lot of people think it's the tribulation. Now, that would mean that we are at this point in a famine. So what do you do? You do what Joseph did. The world lived off of bread. But in all the land of Egypt, there was bread. The people cried to Pharaoh for Bread, that's wheat. So the world lived off of wheat for seven years, and I'm going to recommend you do the same thing. We have had 150 food sources destroyed last 18 months. No arrests. No We've had train derailments. China stopped container ships, threatening to stop all of them. Russia attacked Ukraine, break basket. I mean, our food is under attack. Clash Schwab says you will own nothing but be happy. They're in the process of taking everything we own. This is a loaf of bread I actually cook. I actually cook this. 
And as a matter of fact, I've already had a, a slice of bread this morning. And, and I've noticed that as long as I have at least one slice a day, I feel okay. It's best if I have two slices, like one for breakfast, one for lunch. I just, even if I'm not hungry, it's, it's not that I'm eating it for food or because I'm hungry. It's because my body, my body demands it. So josephkitchen.com, they can point you to get the right wheat, all the wherewithal you need to make bread. One loaf cut into 14 slices. If you eat two slices a day, I find that about one loaf feeds one person per week. One slice breakfast, one slice dinner, better nutrition, long storage life, some 3,000 years, three, 10 minutes to make bread machine. The weakness is the electricity, but they, if you go to josephkitchen.com, they can show you how to solve all of those problems. So what is an EMP shield device? It's a device you can put on your car and your house that in an EMP attack is supposed to stop the attack. And if you go to empshield.com and if you use the promo code PROPHECY, they give you a $50 discount. They also have videos up there, shows you how to install it on your car and your house and everything, and it's not difficult at all. I've got one of them right here. Red goes to red, black goes to black, green goes to the car, uh, body of your car, and you just peel it off the back, stick it under there. You've got another device that goes on your house. So not complicated. Take you about 10 minutes to put them in. So empshield.com, promo code is PROPHECY. Rule number one, make sure your name is written in the book of life. Rule number one, ask Jesus to forgive your sins. That's the most important thing, most important thing, most important thing. Number two, most important thing, whatever happens, do not take that mark of the beast. You take that mark of the beast, you can cut your hand off, you can chisel off your forehead, but you're going to spend all eternity with the beast, the false prophet, and a thousand years later, Lucifer joins them, and all the other people that take the mark of the beast, and there is no hope of escape. You are tormented. That means you're in total pain. It means that your body, although it's not a body of flesh, whatever it is, your body is totally being burned for all eternity, and there is no stopping it. There is no escaping it. Whatever happens, you do not want to take that mark of the beast, which, by the way, I would recommend you go to prophecyclub.com and get my book, Miss the Mark. As a matter of fact, it's sold so much, we are, I think, now going into the fifth printing. This book is simple. It only takes about three hours to read. If you, It's designed to give to someone that's not a Christian, doesn't know Jesus, hadn't read the Bible. Give it to anybody out there. If they'll read the first few pages, they'll probably finish the book. If they finish the book, I don't care what God they used to have, they're not going to take that mark of the beast. <laughs> and chances are very strong they'll receive Jesus. So for that, I would send you to prophecyclub.com. One for 20, and you'll have to check and get the, I mean, the, whatever the other prices are. I will say this, they just went up substantially on our printing price. And so guess what? No surprise, we had to go up on our prices too. Uh, but nevertheless, not about money. It's about winning souls.